0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the Reverend Cam podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Reverend Cam. Very quickly, I just want to mention that I do have a book available on Amazon, The Spear of Phineas, and as well as some um, t shirts and things over on my Teespring store. Links to all of that can be found on my website, camerandenton.org. Um, you can find. find Blog posts, uh, archives of our podcast over there, and like I said, links to my Amazon book and my T-shirts and hoodies and what have you, um, over there on that. So with all that being said, I would like to welcome you back to the podcast. We're gonna dig right in. Um, this is our first, or technically our first full episode of our Nazarite series. Last week we. Introduced the series that we'll be talking about over uh, the next several weeks, um, and this is episode one. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, legitimate pleasures in 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 the lens of the Nazarite and the Nazarite vow. What all that means for us as New Testament believers, because um, you know we're we 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 while we believe and we we know that the Old Testament is still applicable. And worth you know diving into um we understand that we're no longer under law but we're under grace. But with all that being said, we wanna I wanna reread our our main texts and then we'll highlight um text for today. So in Numbers chapter six, beginning in verse one, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When either a man or a woman makes a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord. He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar made from wine or strong drink and shall not drink any juice of grapes or eat grapes, fresh or dried. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine, not even the seeds or the skins. Verse 5, verse five rather, says, All the days of his vow of separation, no razor shall touch his head, Until the time is completed for which he separates himself to the Lord, he shall be holy, and he shall let the locks of his hair on his head grow long. Verse six reads, All the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body, not even for his father or for his mother, for brother or sister. If they die, he shall make himself unclean, because the separation to his God is on his head. All the days of his separation, he is holy to the Lord, so let's explore the first um, criteria, as it were, for this for this Nazarite vow, and we'll 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 highlight these verses. Numbers six two is where we begin to see this first kind of prerequisite for uh, a, a person who responds to the Nazarite calling of the Lord. Is to speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When either a man or a woman makes a special vow, the vow of the Nazarite, to separate himself to the Lord, the first criteria that we see here is he'll separate himself from wine and strong drink. He'll drink no vinegar made from wine or strong drink, and shall not drink any grape juice or eat grapes dried or or fresh, and he'll have nothing that comes off the vine of the grapevine. So he's saying here that. You know, the grapes and the wine are off limits. And now it's important to understand here that there's there's it's not a it's not talking legalistically, so to speak. It's not saying these are the rules, this is what you need to do. But let me let me kind of kind of lay it out like this. And I spoke about it, I mentioned it briefly last week, but you have to understand that in in Hebrew culture in this time um in number 6 things like grapes and raisins and and wine and moderation were considered like candy or ice cream or or things of that nature like as uh, that we would consider that today it wasn't it's not it's not technically about drinking the alcohol and and again i i disagree with alcohol consumption Personally, but that's not what it's getting at here. What it's saying is the the Nazarite uh person <laughs> is going to deny themselves the legitimate pleasures of life so that they can really, really cultivate their, their relationship with the Lord. And I love how Le Lou Engel puts it in his book, The Jesus Fast, on page sixty-five. He speaks of the Nazarite and and Lou Engle says, These holy lovers of God willingly denied themselves the legitimate pleasures of this life in order to experience more fully the supreme pleasures of knowing God. The supreme pleasures of knowing God. See at the at the at the, the whole the cusp of this part of the Nazarite vow this is not technically. Abstaining from alcohol, it's about your desire. What do you desire the most? Do you desire legitimate pleasures, and legitimate pleasures of life might not be sinful things. They might not be inherently sinful before the Lord. but if you've if you've you've got to ask yourself, what do I want more? These legitimate pleasures or the ultimate pleasure of knowing God in an incredibly deeply intimate way? It's all about desire. And I I say that it's it's all about a desire for a deeper intimacy with Yahweh. So at the heart of this part of the Nazarite vow, you have to understand that whenever a person responds to the Nazarite call, they're not just deciding in and of themselves, oh, I want to consecrate myself to be a Nazarite before the Lord. the, the, The Nazarite call comes from the heart of God. That's where it originates. Any, I feel like any anything that I set out to do, without anything that I set out to do to grow spiritually, if it doesn't come from the heart of the Lord, then it could very quickly and easily become a legalism, and it's it's hard to explain. It's hard to kind of articulate with words uh, what I'm thinking right now. But, like, if I want to, I can't, I can't just decide to be a Nazarite. The Lord calls me to be a Nazarite. And I how I respond to that call is, is you know, is that it, if the Lord is calling me to be a Nazarite, I'm going to respond in a way that says, okay, Lord, I, I'll consecrate myself fully and wholly for your purposes as a Nazarite with the desire of my heart being to know you more intimately, to know the heart of the Father more deeply. I think that also, in, in addition to a desire for intimacy with Yahweh, on, on a on a deeper level, it's a desire to see his name glorified in the earth. This It's a desire to see people saved and filled with the Holy Spirit in the earth. It's a desire to see miracles, signs, and wonders being done, not so that the person performing those signs, miracles, and wonders can be glorified or so that, that their name could be in lights so or that their reputation could increase, but that it's so it can, so that the people in the world can see the, see the Lord glorified in it. When we look at how Jesus operated in the earth, you see that he didn't do things of his own accord, but he did what he saw the father doing. And we even, we even understand that whenever Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it for you. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a catch there whenever he says that because he says whatever you do in my name whatever you ask in my name i'll do it that the father may be glorified in it so i believe that there's a deep yearning and desire in the heart of a Nazarite to see the lord glorified in the earth and then thirdly here i believe that a desire that Leads the the Nazarite to do and to be and to accept the call of consecration as a Nazarite is to see is to be wholly available for the purposes of God. Because whenever you whenever you've kind of set aside all of these other desires and things that could easily distract you. And you say, yes, God, here I am. Use me. On this. Depth of of in this depth of consecration as a Nazarite, you push aside those legitimate desires, so that the Lord can use you for His purposes. He's I believe that the Lord is looking for people who will make themselves available as willing vessels, as clean vessels. Paul writes, you know, in the house there are lots of there are many vessels for use. Some are for dishonorable use, and some for honorable use. You have different kinds of. Pots and pans you have clay pots, gold pots, silver pots, all these different kinds of vessels and I believe that the Nazarite has consecrated himself herself in such a way that they they have lent themselves to the Lord from the very beginning of their consecration so that he could use them in whatever way he wants to use them because the Lord knows that that they won't take glory for it. Because we know, again, that the Lord doesn't share his glory with another. The Nazarite pushes aside his desire for those legitimate pleasures of life so that he can be wholly available for the purposes of God. And finally, to kind of reiterate one of our earlier points here, the Nazarite pushes aside legitimate desires because he knows that the ultimate pleasure, the ultimate desire is to know God. You know, the scripture says to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart, right? We understand that, you know, if, if I delight myself in the Lord, that we, we equate it oftentimes with if I— Love Jesus a whole lot. He'll give me what I want. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. The kicker here is this, I believe. Whenever the desire of my heart is aligned with the desire of the Father's heart, it's then that I am blessed. And and, and what's, what, what is, what more, what's more pleasurable than knowing the Father? What's, what's a greater pleasure than knowing God? that the, at the heart of the Nazarite call is this deep desire to know the full pleasure of the love of God. I, I, think, I think Lou Engle even says it in his book, uh, The Jesus Fest, that the Nazarites are the ultimate seekers of pleasure, not because they're trying to fulfill this fleshly desire for, for pleasure. Even, even at even on legitimate pleasures, but their desire for pleasure is the pleasure of knowing the fullness of God. Which again is the most, the highest, most ultimate level of pleasure that someone can have is to be fully engulfed in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the knowledge of of the Holy Spirit. The Nazarite forgoes legitimate pleasures, things that may not be sinful in and of themselves, but ask yourself this, are the things that I delight myself in beneficial to my soul? (laughs) You know, Paul writes that everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. What, If, uh, if I take inventory of myself, if I take an inventory of my heart, or the things that I'm engaging in, the TV shows that I watch, the books that I read, the, the the games that I play. Even though these things might not be inherently sinful, but at the end of the day, do I do I desire things that aren't beneficial to my soul, or is my desire founded and rooted in this pursuit of God? And and Tozer says it. Says something along the lines of this, you know, there's a it's a paradox as you pursue God. It's almost like this this paradoxical event that that happens because the more you find God, the more you seek him, the more you want him, the more you desire him and the more you desire him and the more you seek him and the more you want him, the more you'll pursue him. Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, You'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I believe that for a Nazarite, they forego these, these legitimate pleasures. They forego these things that try to vie for their attention. And they say, I'm going to press in head first into this pursuit of God because my ultimate desire is to be closer and more intimate with him. And so I'll put aside the raisins and grapes, and I'll put aside the the wines of the of legitimate pleasures, so that I can f- more fully know what it is to experience the ultimate pleasure of knowing God. We we, we read in in Ephesians it says, uh, "Do not get drunk with wine for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." Have you ever, have you ever? seen someone under the in the under the influence as it were of the holy spirit and and they're acting a little bit drunk (laughs) a little drunk in the holy spirit or or a little a little inebriated under the power and the weight of the of the glory of god there what's more pleasurable than than having an uncommon infilling of the holy spirit like that i believe that a Nazarite man or a woman before the Lord is it develops an uncommon infilling of the Holy Spirit for deep consecration to the Lord. they're not they're not satisfied with just a little drop they they they've they're they're like Ezekiel I, I believe whenever Ezekiel's led by the Holy Spirit and he's shown this river that flows forth from the temple and he goes through the river. And it says that, you know, at ankle deep, they kept going and then it was knee deep and they went kept going and it was waist deep and they kept going until until at the end of it, Ezekiel is swimming around in this river that's flowing forth from the throne of God in the temple. And I believe that the Nazarite that's consecrated themselves is filled with the Holy Spirit in an unfamiliar way. The new wine of the Holy Spirit is being poured out into new wineskins of men and women who deny themselves the legitimate pleasures of life so that they can experience the Lord in an unprecedented way. Jesus says that you don't put new wine in old wineskins. That that's 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 what he said. And I believe that God is looking for people who'll set themselves apart at His at His at His calling so that He can fill them up, so that He can renew their souls and, and renew their spirits, so He can fill them up with an uncommon infilling of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Lord is looking for people who'll deny themselves legitimate pleasures of life. And go all into the things that he has in the store so that they can go all in in their pursuit of him, so that they can go all in so to 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 know and experience the fullness of the pleasures of God. I believe I believe in the Psalms it says that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And the thing is, the the pleasures that the Lord has to offer you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. What's more, again, what's more pleasurable, what's more intense than knowing the God that made you? What's more, what's, what's a, what's greater, what's a greater pleasure than knowing God, than be, than, than, than cultivating an intimacy with him that's so deep that you're like the, the beloved disciple who laid his head on Jesus' chest and, and could, Feel his heartbeat and hear as the Lord breathes in and out. Who's so close to Jesus that you can hear his very whisper, that still small voice. The legitimate pleasures of life, however legitimate that they are, pale in comparison to the extreme ultimate pleasure of knowing God. So with all that, I, I just want to encourage you to listen to the Holy Spirit. You may be you, you 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 maybe feel a call uh to to deep consecration like like a Nazarite. And I just and I, I want you to really seek the Lord and pray about it. And and understand like the the, the Nazarite here in the with the I'm gonna call it the grape <laughs> prerequisite, isn't uh, a rule uh, or statute born of legalism, but it's I want God more than I want all these other things, I want to experience the fullness of the pleasures of Jesus. More than I want all of these other things. I want this uncommon infilling of the Holy Spirit more than I want these other things. However legitimate these other things may be, however good or okay that these things may be, I simply want God more. So, with all that being said, I just want to take a minute and I want to say a quick prayer and then I want to invite you back next week for, for our second episode in our Nazarite series. So, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, for in you we can know that we, we can experience the ultimate of pleasure, the ultimate of of. Desire by by knowing you and cultivating intimacy with you. Lord God, I ask, Lord, that you would move on the hearts of your people today. And Lord Jesus, we make a decision to answer the call that you've placed out before us. We, we make the decision, Lord, to answer the call, to consecrate ourselves for your purpose and deny ourselves legitimate pleasures of life so that we can know. And more fully experience the supreme and ultimate pleasures of knowing you. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me on this episode of the Reverend Cam podcast. Uh, next week we're going to talk about the second of our Nazarite uh prerequisite. <laughs> uh, the the hair thing. So stay tuned for that. We'll be it'll come out around the same time next week. Also don't forget we do have I do have uh, books and t-shirts, well, a book and t-shirts and stuff available. Head on over to Camerondenton.org to check that out. I will see you all next week. Be blessed.